0: Welcome to A Bad Bee with ADHD. I'm Finty and this podcast is going to be a place for all things ADHD. The good, the bad, the ugly. Also, I can't always guarantee I'll stay on topic, but that's very on brand for me. If I've learned one thing from having ADHD is that I've never had a unique experience in my life ever. So here we are. I'm just going to put it out there by saying I am by no means a professional or an expert, just a girl with ADHD speaking from experience, just trying to better understand this neurospicy spicy brain of mine. So please, please, please seek the help of a professional if you feel like you need it. And with all of that out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. Um, here we are, episode three. We're really on a roll now. Um, But in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something I've been seeing all over my TikTok at the moment. And if your For You page is anything like mine, it's 99% ADHD content. No surprises there. Um, And it's this word or phrase that you've probably heard before, which is ADHD burnout. Um, And so I'm going to be talking about all things depression versus ADHD burnout. So what it looks like, what the differences are, how to spot it, and just kind of anything you could possibly need to know about ADHD burnout. Um, But before I get into this episode, I just want to say something about my podcast journey. Um, And I guess it's something that I've realised very recently. And I guess when I started this podcast, it was kind of in the hopes of sharing my experience with people like me, who unfortunately spent most of their life feeling very, very misunderstood and alone. Um, And I wanted them to kind of feel not alone. And for me, um, TikTok was a massive part of that process. And I'm sure a lot of people will relate. But um, for me and a lot of ADHD people, TikTok can be very toxic and dangerous. We're all guilty of doom scrolling. Um, But yeah, I guess the silver lining and other side of this podcast process is that I've kind of been able to reflect on my life to this point um, and what kind of influence ADHD has had on pretty much everything in it um and so in a weird way it's kind of been therapeutic and like healing these parts of myself which I never really realized and it's been a real emotional journey even planning out this episode I literally have cried so many times um but I guess not realizing it growing up with undiagnosed ADHD can cause so much trauma um and yeah it's just it's a lot to unpack so we're trying to heal that but obviously I won't go into that in this episode because that is a whole nother story so back to the actual topic of this episode um, ADHD burnout um without knowing it over the majority of my adult life I've experienced what I just thought was periods of extreme anxiety and depressive symptoms Um, and I guess never just questioned why that was um like a lot of undiagnosed people um I thought I was just experiencing the normal constant battle with my mental health. Well, um, I'm going to let you in on a secret. I was very wrong and it was actually ADHD burnout. No surprise there. Um, Now, for all of you who are like, what the hell is ADHD burnout? Because up until probably six months ago, maybe even less, I thought the same. I was like, "What?" the term meant nothing to me. So according to my findings on Google which Google is my best friend, um, it refers to the cycle of overcommitting and overextending that leads to fatigue in people with ADHD. It involves taking on too many tasks and commitments and then the subsequent exhaustion that happens when people were unable to fulfill all of our obligations. Um, so yeah, I relate to that thoroughly. So if somebody had showed me that definition, maybe a few years ago, it would have all made a lot more sense. Now, I can't fully speak for what it's like to be to be diagnosed with depression or have depression. Um, but I guess what I'm going to try and do is explain the main difference that I found between ADHD, burnout and depression to kind of make it clearer to everyone. Um, so, and I guess the main thing of that is that depression is pervasive and chronic, meaning it's constant. The feeling doesn't go really go away and it affects multiple multiple aspects of your life um so that explains for me what I thought were depressive episodes they weren't actually depression they were ADHD burnout so yeah I think that looking at that definition and like what the main separation between the two is it literally explains so much Um, now another really big thing for me and of course I can't speak for depression but like a big um part of ADHD burnout having done some research is finding that I notice myself feeling um like burdened by people friends wanting to hang out wanting to make plans with me wanting to see me family like wanting to spend time with me or like needing something from me and I can't help but notice that's just because I'm in such a state of overwhelm and that like them then wanting to add something to my plate is like oh my goodness it's like the most anxiety provoking feeling um and like unfortunately it's so difficult to voice like how that feels like somebody saying oh can you come to do this and you're like oh my gosh like how do I tell somebody like that's overwhelming me um because it sounds ridiculous like it really does and I think Covid was a massive part of like triggering that for so many people with ADHD because we got so comfortable in this little bubble where people couldn't ask things of us, people couldn't really do things with us um, that we got very complacent. And so then coming out of that, I've noticed that feeling like tenfold because it's just constant, like people wanna see you, people wanna hang out with you and that's great. But it's like once this kind of like period of being so comfortable in not doing that happened, it triggers so much anxiety to be like, oh yeah, like, great, I want to do that. I want to hang out with you. Like, let's do that plan for that trip or whatever that looks like. It it just triggers so much anxiety and I feel like that's a really big difference for me. Like, noticing, like, when I'm depressed or a depressive episode, like, I don't have the capacity to think about any of that kind of thing. But when I'm burnt out, it's like, I'm so overwhelmed by my own life and everything that's going on in my head that the capacity is just not there for like somebody wanting to spend time with you or make a plan with you or do something does that make sense that's again me like trying to understand if I'm just rambling on and not making any sense but back to a little story um and giving you guys some context and background um we're going to go back to the beginning of my adult life after I left sixth form um I left sixth form obviously at 18 and when I did I didn't really know what I wanted to do and so I started an apprenticeship working in corporate global marketing. Sounds super fancy and super exciting um, but long story short I pretty much struggled the entire 18 months of the scheme and thankfully I was blessed with the most incredible manager who I genuinely wouldn't have made it through without so props to her. Anyway I digress. Um I'm literally like pretty much following my notes on this because I will get distracted. Um, Around like 14 months in, I just started to experience um, what I know now is obviously symptoms of anxiety. And that was like the first time I'd ever experienced mental health. Um, And for me, that looked like vomiting pretty much every day. And it was mostly in the mornings, like before I'd go to work. All the stomach bile, that's too much information. But anyway... Um, and also like normally on a Sunday night like right before after dinner before going back to work that should have been a warning sign to me that something was not right but anyway um this continued for about mm, two months until one day I came back to the office after Christmas and it was like being hit by a truck like everything hit me it was I can't even describe the feeling like I walked in and everything was, what I know now is overstimulating me. I was overwhelmed and I literally just wanted to run back out those doors and never come back. Um, and I guess spending the whole time waiting for a meeting with my manager um, in that morning was literally, literal hell. Like I just, I was sat in my seat, I couldn't even think straight. Um, and at the time I was actually signed off for the rest of the scheme on what we thought was physical illness grounds because i was getting back and forth tests to the hospital done and procedures like gastro st- it, it was it was a lot um and obviously now we figured out that nothing was wrong um and i actually just had anxiety there was nothing wrong with me um but obviously looking back that was the journey very start journey of me becoming a hot girl with stomach issues. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess looking back on that experience in itself and obviously many other experiences, um, it was so obvious to me that my ADHD brain was just so burnt out that I could not physically take the pressure of being in that job and being in that environment any longer. your old me had no idea why it was happening or... I guess I couldn't help but also wonder, like, why was why was it easy so easy for everyone else? Like, why was nobody else feeling this way? Um, and, like, genuinely thinking I was crazy. Like, was there something wrong with me? Um, but, yeah. So, moving on more recently, I guess I've kind of been able to, like, notice the major signs to me that I'm in a state of burnout or heading towards burnout. Um, or, like, that I'm already in major burnout um mostly so the first one is like being chronically overwhelmed and overstimulated by like everyday life so for example more recently that looked like having meltdown in the supermarket um and literally like crying my eyes out and being so anxious and literally having to stand in the aisle with all the water bottles because it was quiet um and trying to like calm myself down enough to like pay for the things i needed to to and like leave Um, instead of wanting to like run out there like and just throw everything down and run Um, but yeah I guess another one is obviously like I've mentioned before about struggling with emotional dysregulation like massively and obviously I struggle to regulate my mood um, and it's like a massive part of my ADHD so obviously when I'm burnt out I'll experience like these extreme mood swings even more than normal like so irritable by like the slightest thing will completely like throw me into this state of being like consumed and crippled by the feeling of whatever it is. Um, And actually for a lot of my teenagers, like I genuinely thought I had anger management issues because like the intensity of the anger that I would experience would actually scare me. Like it was terrifying. I was, I didn't like that I couldn't control this. And it was like, it was like I couldn't control the anger coming out of me. And for a long time, I really hated that part of myself until like now, like I actually understand it's my ADHD and the chances are that I'm overwhelmed and overstimulated. But for a really long time, that was a really hard thing to grasp like my head around. Like I wasn't this horrible, crazy monster where anger would like take over my body and rage. Um, So yeah, I think that's one of those key things where like knowledge is power and once you know you feel so much like better about that part of yourself so yeah and then another thing that i really really think is like a major thing that i never realized about my adhd and obviously is a major impact when i'm burnt out is the effect that it has on my body physically and i feel like nobody talks about this um and basically how it kind of manifests is i will experience the most intense levels of fatigue like I mean exhausted and the only way to like possibly describe it to someone is you know that feeling when you're really ill and you're getting really ill and your muscle aches and your body and your like entire body feels heavy and tired and getting out of bed just like seems physically impossible like there's no amount of brain capacity that can get you up and that's how it feels like at the end of a day or like if I'm burnt out like that's how it feels. Um, and my brain is not necessarily tired because obviously my brain is still going constantly at a million miles an hour like it does. Um, though, You know, those 17 TV screens that everyone talks about and I'm not like physically, like my brain isn't tired and that should have been a red flag. Like I said to myself, it used to be that my brain wouldn't be tired and my brain wouldn't switch off, but my body was tired. Um, but yeah, I think tiredness has always been something that really impacted me in a way that I didn't even notice I thought everybody just felt tired like people used to ask me like how are you and I'd be like oh yeah I'm just tired like oh like how you doing I'm just tired like I'm tired was my response to everything and I was like that's not (laughs) that's not a response like that's not a feeling it's not an emotion like you're tired like oh it just it really it really is a lot but um yeah I think how going forward like my advice for that in particular and just in general is like stop holding yourself accountable to neurotypical standards because neurotypical people is great like they can go out and work a nine to five monday to friday go out and socialize all weekend like and then do it all over again um but as someone who has spent their time and their life trying to live like that um it's not how your brain is work what like works it's just not um and your body will make you pay for the consequences of that until you learn that that's not how your brain works. So speaking from experience here, I'm learning that the hard way. Um, So I'm sharing it with you all. Now, here comes one of my analogies. FYI, expect many more of these in my episodes. Um, It's kind of my thing. Those that know me know it's just the way my brain works. I love analogies. It helps me understand things better. So yeah. Um, But my analogy for this is basically... So if you have naturally curly hair right which funny enough I also recently discovered I have um, but you wouldn't follow a hair care routine for straight hair would you? I mean maybe you would I don't know who's going to judge you Um, but your curls are going to look terrible doing so right? So why would you follow a routine and a structure that works for a neurotypical brain when you don't have one of those? Enough said there you get my point like you've got to do what works for your brain and whatever that looks like, it's going to give you the best result. So moving on. Um, Once I got my diagnosis, I was kind of like in this period of being sick of experiencing these burnouts, like they were ruining my day to day life all the time. Um, And so obviously, once I established that it was burnout, Um, I wanted to try and prevent it as much as possible and so obviously I headed straight to the internet and this is I guess what I found that I think has really helped me most. I've been kind of like trialling it since doing so um, and so I thought I'd share it with you all. Um, The first one is practice saying no without apologising. Now I know the people pleaser in you is fighting every part of this and I'm so guilty of it too um, but what I want you to do is I want you to make boundaries your new bestie um, because actually once you do it's gonna have such a positive impact on that burnout it's something you want to notice straight away because you're not putting other people's needs before your own and actually at the end of the day you're the only person that can look out for your needs and you know what those are um, and I've learned that if people aren't okay with it then unfortunately that's on them uh, so yeah so it's a learning experience for us all, is learning to rest and resting without feeling guilty is the most important part of that. And it comes to like stopping holding yourself accountable to like neurotypical standards. Um, So make time for yourself to like genuinely relax, like put that shit in your calendar if you have to, like the same way that you would make time to see a friend or go to the shops or do whatever you've got to do. But do what works for you to prioritize that time the last one is starting to unmask um and now i don't know and i didn't think i realized how much i was masking and how much it was contributing to my burnout until like i started actively not trying to do it as much as i possibly could um and i'm gonna be honest for me like it's still a massive work in progress but for For me, the biggest part was like stop by stop doing it in front of people that you feel most comfortable with, whether that's your family, your friends. Also highly recommend doing it with your neurodivergent friends if you have any. If you don't make some, that's another top tip for you. Um, Because obviously that's your safe place. Those are people that aren't going to judge you for that masking behavior. Um, And you can just be your real self in front of them. Um, and for me what that's looked like recently is actually stop masking um, in public so obviously I always go out have headphones in and like recently I've stopped masking my hyperactivity obviously if you don't possess that um, trait then it's not as much of a thing for you but for me I was waiting in a cafe the other day for a drink and I had my headphones in and I was just like listening to my dopamine music and I was just standing there like so impatient so I just started like bobbing my head and tapping my legs and wandering around Um, because realistically like who was that really gonna bother and who was it gonna offend that I couldn't stand still and yeah honestly just stop caring what random strangers think of you it's really like honestly amazing once you start doing it because you're like oh my god yeah nobody cares and I'm never gonna see these people again um and if you do like what's what's gonna happen like really like worst case scenario like what is gonna happen so yeah that was a really big part of that so those are like my three like top tips that I found and like started practicing and honestly They really are helping like I'm going to be real with you. So give them a try out and see what you think. But I've also linked some other like sources of information in the description. So feel free to like check those out. Got more advice, tips on burnout, like understanding it a bit better because once you understand it, genuinely you can start doing something about it. I'm going to jump in here by saying quickly that obviously you can follow all these tips and tricks and try and prevent burnout as much as you possibly can. But something that I'm trying to learn is that you also have to accept that ADHD burnout is never going away. Um, It's a part of your life. You will continue to experience it for the rest of your life. And it's unfortunately something that you just have to learn to manage as much as you can. Um, And I think the most important thing is don't put pressure on yourself to get rid of the feeling when you're in burnout. Um, And I know that's so much easier said than done. But honestly, I'm finding you have to learn to trust the process and learn that you will get back to that stage where you feel like you're on top of things in your life again and this burnt out feeling does not last forever. We all know it's temporary. Like our, In our logical minds, we know that it does not last forever. But sometimes when you're in it, it really does become like all consuming. Um, and what you need to do is just prioritize your needs and put yourself first until you get back to that place and just trust that you will get back to a place where you feel on top of things you feel good about life again most importantly knowing that if it does come back up you can deal with it you can handle it like you are in control of your own life and you can manage this feeling and just learn to sit with it um so yeah i just wanted to like jump in and mention that because i feel like it's super important um, so, yeah, I feel like the words of Ronan Keaton's life is a roller coaster was just going through my head while I was thinking of that. So I'm sharing it with you all. Um, but yeah, life is a roller coaster, especially with ADHD. And you've just got to ride it um, and ride that emotional dysregulation and ADHD burnout wave, because if you fight it, it's just going to cause you more problems. Um, so just go with the flow and trust the process. But yeah, I feel like that's a really good and positive note to leave this episode on. I feel like I've covered everything I wanted to talk about in terms of ADHD burnout. So yeah, I hope the episode has been helpful and the advice was useful in some way to at least somebody. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out too myself. Um, But yeah, I just kind of wanted to share some things that I thought were helpful for me and in the hopes that they are helpful for one of you. Um, But yeah, also, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow our Instagram and our TikTok for more content. It's just Bad Beat with ADHD. And feel free to also leave comments of any topic ideas that you'd be interested in hearing in future episodes, because I have so much planned and so much coming, but I want to put out there what you guys want to listen to. But yeah, just before we go, a little bit about next week's episode that is coming Um, It kind of leads on nicely from some of the stuff I touched on in today's episode and it's called quite literally crying over spilt milk and it's going to be talking all about the massively underspoken part of ADHD which is emotional dysregulation. Um, So yeah thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one.